It's a month-long celebration of multiverse misbehaving all June long, going with a strong inclination for one-star reviews. So let me tell you what's new, because the internet's got some critics who cry a lot about movies like Source Code and Donnie Darko, maybe even Last Action Hero. Um, I don't think that's a multiverse movie, bro. Oh no, you seen that other one? It's called Everything Everywhere All at once. Yo, I heard it got some cool martial arts stunts. And last in order, but not of importance, I've got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, cause some people think it's full of drabness. If your review is gonna talk shit, talk shit! I'm gonna call up the internet and uh, we're gonna make fun of it. Whoa, can you believe that shit? We have two big blockbuster multiverse related movies releasing this month june 7th everything everywhere all at once and on june 22nd dr strange and the multiverse of madness i almost forgot the name of that fucking movie um (laughs) but yeah so i am dedicating the entire month of june to multiverse related movies and of course making fun of their one star reviews But I have an unusual choice to kick off this celebration. I am starting this month of multiverse with Chip and Dale, Rescue Rangers. Yeah, Uh, you might be thinking that is an odd choice, but let me explain. This movie sucks. Oh. How could you say that? I gotta get my balls broken too? I'm not gonna break your balls. I tell you to go home and get your shine balls. Oh, uh, Randy, you break my balls? Hide that on the shade. Break my balls, Randy. What's getting to you? I'm breaking your balls a little bit. That's all. Am I being paranoid or is he busting my balls? This guy, stop breaking balls. gonna keep busting each other. Break my balls, Jack. The worst movie ever! And send and sit. Okay, multiverse movie lovers and haters. This is Bollock Buster, and I am Chase Face. And today, I'm talking about Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Why? I know you're trying to figure that out. I'm actually still kind of trying to figure it out myself. Uh, but the way I see it is that this is a sort of multiverse of characters. Uh, so many, many, many characters in this movie that um if you well i if you haven't seen it i'm not talking about the the 1980s uh chippendale rescue rangers cartoon i'm talking about the recently released on disney plus live action chippendale rescue rangers and well this fun little flick has the dynamic duo of these furry little rescue workers doing some detective work in a world Full of Easter eggs and non-Disney cartoon cameos. I mean, a shit ton of them. Some of which were pretty easy to spot and others not so much. Um, But if you were paying attention, uh, you'd see Red Alert and Blaster from Transformers. MC Scat Cat from a Paula 
Abdul video for some reason. Uh, Batman. Yeah, holy smokes, Batman. <laughs> um, Randy Marsh from South Park. Butthead from Beavis and that guy. Uh, a bunch of My Little Pony um, ponies. <laughs> and uh, He-Man and Skeletor from Masters of the Universe. Seth Rogen's characters from Kung Fu Panda and Monsters vs. Aliens. Um, Detective Flores from Netflix's Big Mouth. Um, Roger Rabbit from who framed that guy. Actually, I don't know. Is Roger Rabbit a Disney property now? It, I don't think it used to. Maybe it is now. I don't know. Um, and then of course, ET, the extra testicle. I mean, the extra terrestrial, um, shout out to, uh, movie goat. Um, I just did a collaboration with, uh, Nick and Justin. Um, yeah, it's a Bollockbuster and movie goat collaboration. And, uh, that, episode is all about et so um that is coming out june 11th uh the reason for that it is et's 40th anniversary can you believe it crazy makes me feel old um i'm not that old et um is still older um than me and always will be but uh but wow i remember watching that movie as a kid that is crazy um so anyways yeah that comes out june 11th um check that out i may release the episode here first and uh and then there will be like an extended cut sort of version of that uh on movie goat so yeah but back to chippendale rescue rangers uh i don't know if um if my logic really holds up that well uh, but my reason for going with this movie to start the uh, month of multiverse movies is that, I mean, is, as I've mentioned with all of these characters that kind of live outside of the Disney universe um, are all here, they're all together, but more importantly, and I think this is, I know I'm reaching here a little bit, but there is... Uh, a version of characters that are done in the Rick and Morty sort of like animated style, like that style of, of cartoon. And um, they're not characters that have like a role in the movie. They're just, it's just a visual reference, but that is an acknowledgement that Rick and Morty exist with inside this world. And if you, acknowledge the existence of Rick and Morty, then there's the implication, obviously, um, with those characters having lived proof of the multiverse. Um, I don't know. I, maybe you see where I'm going with this. Uh, so that's probably not the most logical of reasons, but hey, what the hell? It's my show and I'm going to go with it. But I do have uh, sort of an alternate theory. Um, you're not going to like it. It's going to get pretty fucking dark. But uh, Peter Pan in this movie um, actually kind of has a parallel uh, with the... I had to look him up because I don't know who the hell remembers this guy. Am I right? Uh, his name is Bobby Driscoll. Sorry, that's kind of fucked up. I'm sure he has a family. Um 
but uh yeah anyways he <laughs> that sounds terrible i'm going to hell um but anyways bobby driscoll uh was the voice actor for peter pan who was kind of cast out from disney and um his career oh oh boy uh went downhill really quick and he turned to drug use and um Anyways, he lived a, a very, very difficult life um, after Disney kind of forced him out because he was aging, because he was getting too old for the roles that they wanted, uh, the, the roles that they wanted to fill, I guess, you know, he, he just, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. I think he was still a teenager. So for them to be like, oh, nope, you're too old to voice, I don't know, teenage characters is absolutely ridiculous. And um Damn, that sucks. Um, I think Disney probably... <laughs> I'd hate to say it. I don't know. Maybe Disney caused um, this this dude to uh, go down the path that he did um, to some extent. I mean, it's not all Disney's fault. I don't know how his family looks at this, but uh, ultimately it led to his death, and I think he died at a pretty young age, if I recall. Um, I want to say in his 20s. Um, I don't remember exactly, maybe late twenties or so. I don't know. It's worth looking up. It's a, it's a really crazy story and it's kind of, oh, it's kind of yucky that Disney would create a character within this movie, um, that parallels the real life actor that, uh, that Disney kind of fucked over. It's crazy. I can tell you, like, um, you're going to go down a rabbit hole if you, um, you, you know, you start looking at the comparisons um, between how they portrayed Peter Pan in this movie. Um, I mean, obviously, two, two different people, but they both went down sort of a dark path, and um, one of them died. The real-life guy died in Peter Pan. He, um, I, I don't know. It's weird. It's just a really weird sort of connection between a uh, a fictional character and a real life person i really hope that they didn't do this on purpose because that would mean some writer at disney is a really fucked up person um anyways i told you that was gonna go really dark and uh and it did and i'm kind of depressed now um <laughs> uh, so yeah we'll just go with the uh the rick and morty thing um, that's, uh, you know, that's maybe a little more relevant to the multiverse anyways, but I know that you are ready for some of those good old ball busting one star movie reviews. So let me dial into the internet. What's up, Chase Face? What's up, Internet? What you got for me? I have some one-star reviews for Cha-Cha-Cha Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Are you ready? Rescue Rangers, fuck yeah. Okay, the first one is from Brain47848 and is titled WTF Cons. Where are they now? Style voices are nowhere near the original terrible casting, in my opinion. Probably hates the Lonely Island. Horrible soundtrack, in my opinion. Probably hates Post Malone. 
pop culture references up the wazoo, including many obscure ones. And probably hates life. 2D CGI real world. Pick a lane, or at least do too well. Well, um, I have yet to see any professional animators calling this out for not doing a very good job. Um, I don't think they need to pick a lane. They did the 2D and the 3D and the, what's it called, CGI. Um, all mixed pretty well with, uh, with the real world stuff. Um, they used pretty goddamn accurate animation and well represented the LBC, I mean the past 70 something years worth of different animation styles pros nothing you're nothing next review from better than a critic doubt it is titled cheap ripoff of roger rabbit i stopped about three-fourths of the way and went to watch roger rabbit the animation was atrocious and I seen better CGI in the 90s. So, you do realize they were making fun of the Uncanny Valley, right? Disney had nothing to do with 2019's Jellicle Cats or Beowulf-style mocap. Uh, they were merely including ugly CGI because all forms of animation, good and bad, exist in this fictional world. I love having to explain jokes to adults. Avoid at all cost. Another review from Epilogia Nick 4367850 is titled Not worth the risk. Oh, but the greatest risk is not taking any risk. I learned that from this movie. I was born in 1980 and in the 90s. I was a big Rescue Rangers fan. Wait, how were you born in 1980 and the 90s? When I got Disney Plus, the first series I went through entirely was Rescue Rangers. Finally, after all of these years, Rescue Rangers returns. Oh, Disney. Why must you destroy our childhoods? Oh no, Disney destroyed another childhood. As far as content is concerned, there is nothing remotely funny or entertaining about the movie at all. I sat through the whole thing and didn't crack a smile once. I was highly tempted to just turn it off and do something else but no, I wanted to see if there was any redemption. There wasn't. This segment was sponsored by the Ruined Childhood Foundation, funded by the Star Wars prequel trilogy. The original series was excellent. If we had something akin to the multi-episode arc in the original Rescue Rangers that explained how they all came together. Ah, uh, yes, because the world always needs another fucking prequel. This message was brought to you by Unnecessary Prequels and George Lucas. No. We got this instead and it's hard to even say what this is other than a dumpster fire. Have you, uh, ever seen a dumpster fire? Well, I have. I actually had to put one out. Seriously. They're kind of amazing. If Disney wants to honor their series, they should stay true to what made those series great to begin with. Yeah, squeaky voices, right? Rescue Rangers was not broken. It did not need to be fixed in any way. What? Nobody was trying to fix anything. It's a where are they now movie, not a retelling of the series movie. Bottom line, don't watch this and tell Disney to not make any more garbage like this. Sponsored by Petitions. Preventing the destruction of childhood since 2001. This next review from Paint Lover 70 is titled 
Total waste of my time. Just as this review is probably a waste of my time. I was excited to see it pop up on my suggestion list. However, that is where the excitement ends. Oh, I bet you get real excited when you see Chippendales. You're probably popping up just thinking about those bow ties popping off. Unfortunately, this is a bad play on Chippendale. The references to other cartoon characters wasn't bad, but the flow of the character lines was awful and storyline was subpar. As subpar as Chris Farley's Chippendales audition? This seemed more like a how many cartoon characters can we get into one movie kind of thing. Just did not ring any bells for me. Oh, I'm sorry Disney didn't ring-a-ling your ding-a-ling. This review from Rag Rooley is titled Depressing and Cringy. Why do kids need to be exposed to gambling problems? <laughs> Fake laugh. Uh, you have a problem with your kids seeing a character with a gambling problem? But I bet you exposed your kids to the Incredibles. Uh, sociopathic, sadistic, cruel, vengeful, arrogant, ruthless, power-hungry, short-tempered, hateful villain that wanted to kill superheroes. Or uh, what about the exploitation, forced labor, and child trafficking from that Stromboli asshole in Pinocchio? Or the murder of puppies by Cruella de Vil in 101 Dalmatians. And Peter Pan. A fat mob boss who does the kidnapping and disfiguring of Disney characters and turns them into bootleg copies? Whoa, you calling the mob boss fat? You're a fat shamer. Hey, this guy's a fat shamer. Yeah, that's right. You're a big fat fat shamer. What were these writers on when they came up with this garbage? Oh, they were on that good cushion alcohol. And I bet they got some town bitches they can call. Maybe if they had tried to at least match Chip and Dale's voices to the originals, even just a little bit, it may have been somewhat more bearable. Are you kidding? An hour and a half of squeaky voices would have been unbearable. You seriously want an hour and a half of this? No! I don't think so! Don't be a dickass! But they went with weird man voices to represent Chipmunk's woman face palming, and actually no. Even if their voices matched their characters, it would have still been terrible and totally inappropriate for children. Let the children's laughter remind us how we used to be. Back when we had a better sense of fucking humor. Our next to last review from Divisional is titled Chip and Dale. John Mulaney and Adam Samberg as Chip and Dale. The voices of the original lovable characters are what made them great. Oh god, we have another high-pitched squeaky lover over here that would rather listen to... Oh, I'm a gummy bear. Yes, I'm a gummy fucking bite me bitch-ass gummy bear. Seriously, though, who in their right mind would want to listen to an hour and a half of that kind of a bullshit voice? <laughs> it's ridiculous. This decision alone had already ruined it for me. The entire self-meta direction was messy and forgettable. Watching this kept me in an apprehensive mood rather than a familiar comfortable one. I rolled my eyes too many times. Yeah, but you also roll your eyes at your dad's jokes. And you still love him, don't you? Don't you? This rehash of a familiar Disney property should have been an easy undertaking, however, they weren't up to the task. Yeah. 
just like you weren't up to the task of writing a decent review. This final review from Perpexion997717995 is titled Absolute Garbage. This is food for the brain dead. Oh, that is incorrect. This was not food for the brain dead. According to nutritionists, some brain-healthy foods include fatty fish, berries, and leafy greens. It's good to give things a chance and have a positive attitude going into things. Correct. It is good to give things a chance and have a positive attitude. But how did people become this docile and unopinionated? You could literally sell ice cubes to these people in the middle of a blizzard. Ooh, I'll have extra ice cubes with my blizzard. Um, please. I'm so glad that's over. Oh, I know, me too. But I hope you enjoyed those one-star reviews. Um, so I guess real quick, or I'll try to be real quick, and uh, kind of given my thoughts on this, I thoroughly enjoyed all of the meta humor. I mean, there were so many layers to it. I mean, the Peter Pan thing, the controversy around Zipper um, and Gadget, and, well, I'm not laughing at the Peter Pan thing. That's kind of tragic and really dark. But uh, But I'm just, my point is there's, so many layers to this thing. Um, but I think the people that are upset about how they treated Gadget, yeah, she's not like... I, why do people think she's sexy? She's a fucking mouse. Um, so, I mean, there's like this backlash about the joke basically, um, you know, being that this mouse uh, is married to a fly and they have a bunch of kids together. Um, so the point of that in this universe, in their, uh, in, or I guess I would say in the movie's version of reality, Zipper is a regular person. He's not just like the sidekick pet thing on the, sh like he is on the show. Um, so <laughs> like you're upset. I think people are jealous that, uh, you know, sexy gadget over here married a fly. Um, it's really weird. Um, so, but I mean, it's just, it's that kind of humor. Like I, the, I, that joke just went over people's heads. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry. Your, your childhood crush, you know, ended up marrying and having a bunch of children with a fly. Uh, that to me is, fucking hilarious <laughs> that you're pissed off about that um so i mean and there's there's just more to it yeah uh you know the um yeah she's i mean she's a popular character i get it we all have popular characters that um we don't want to see um changed too too drastically but ultimately these characters were the same these were their sort of real life counterparts, like a where are they now? This is after the show. This is them in their reality, um, you know, off off stage or offset or whatever when they were filming their uh, Rescue Rangers uh, TV show. So I don't know. There's just there's a lot going on. Um, I love all of the references to um just the so many different types of animation and how they managed to 
use characters like Batman and E.T. Like this had to be the most tedious and probably the most difficult for any legal team out of any movie um, probably ever because it's it's not on the same level as like Space Jam 2 where they all used you know kind of like their own characters they're the all of the cartoons that or at least to my knowledge that were in that movie were property that they owned however with this the way the the way that they found um sort of like legal loopholes and and um really stretched sort of like fair use um uh laws by you know doing you know sort of like parody uh type characters and what they did with Ugly Sonic, oh my god. I I had to replay it. I, I went back and watched it like multiple times and I laughed every time. That was hilarious. The fact that like Ugly Sonic was like a real person. Um and they had to call him Ugly Sonic because that was the key to I guess them not getting in trouble. You know, if they say Sonic, then you know, then it's not their character. But uh but Ugly Sonic, oh my god. And then they're they like zoom in on his teeth um it's so uncomfortable uh just i don't know i i was hit with laugh after laugh after laugh and um i think this is a movie i could easily go back and watch um partly because i want to see what i missed i think there's just so much going on that the story's okay you know it's not like a really impressive i mean it's I don't know. I, I don't know if I would say it's like super pr- predictable. I mean, I kind of figured that there was some sort of inside corruption thing going on. I just didn't know to uh, to what extent. Um, but it was overall, it was good. Um, I got quite a few laughs out of it, and I think if I go back and rewatch it, I will see things that I missed. Probably even find more things to laugh about. Um, and I mean, it's full of, you know, just feel good nostalgia. I don't think this ruined the characters at all. I mean, who seriously, I know I brought it up a couple times in some people's reviews. Who wants to listen to an hour and a half of some squeaky ass fucking voices that at times you can barely tell what they're even saying. So, um, good, good on them for, uh, for casting who they did. I don't think that the actors, um, John Mulaney and uh, Andy Samberg were awkward or or unfitting for these characters at all. Um, I I mean I think there's I'm not saying that they were the best choice. Maybe there's better actors out there for for it. But there there was absolutely nothing wrong with their performance. They they were funny, um, and, and they made little jokes, little reference to how they talked in the show. That was like a voice that they put on. You know they were acting. Um, those weren't their normal voices, thank God. But in my opinion, it is a fun little nostalgia trip that I I recommend for anybody that uh, I mean, especially I think if you grew up in the '80s, maybe '90s, uh, or you're just a fan of animation um, over the decades, decades upon decades. Um, if you are familiar with a lot of it. And you can appreciate the art and the hard work that goes into it. 
I, I think they did it justice. They didn't, I mean, there was nothing in here where like, I was like, oh my God, that, that animation is terrible. And if it was terrible, it was like the Uncanny Valley stuff. It was made exactly to represent how it looked when it originally came out. And uh, I think they did a pretty banging job of of representing um, each style pretty pretty well. So that's it for me. Uh, this is Bollockbuster again. I'm Chase Face. I greatly appreciate you hanging out today, and I will look forward to seeing you in the next one. Cha 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 Chip and Dale rescue Rangers. Cha 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 Chip and Dale when there's danger. Oh no, it never fails. They'll take the clues and find the where's and why's and who's. Cha 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 Chip and Dale rescue Rangers. Cha 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 Chip and Dale when there's danger. Cha 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 Chip and Dale.